Welcome to M3 Minutes. I'm Haley Wool. Today's episode is brought to you by SIB, a fixed cost reduction company that has partnered with M3 to offer our clients immediate savings. On this episode, we will have M3's on Chief Executive Sales and Marketing Officer, Scott Watson, speak with Kevin Flounders, CEO of SIB, to learn how the partnership aids M3 customers. Take it away, Scott. Great. Kevin, thanks for coming in today. We appreciate you and your team making the visit in. I'm hoping to learn a lot about what you do and how you're going to help our customers. But kind of before we get into the the professional part of it, I thought I'd ask you a couple personal questions Sure, let's lay it on me. (laughs) Um, Just tell me a little bit about you. I know you've had... um, just an interesting career, primarily in telecom, before mm-hmm. getting into the SIB world. But I was I was intrigued when I when I read your bio, and I saw that your your father had a one man cabling networking company yes. and built it up to about one hundred and thirty hundred forty thousand dollars in annual revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, became ill. You took over the business and somehow turned that into Comstar Technologies with $50 million in revenue. So, tell, me, <laughs> tell me about that journey. So first of all, I always try to make sure that people understand that um, that company was not just built by me. I, I, had, uh, um, I took the company over. My, um, uh, my, my father, he had a bad ticker. Um, and uh, so he couldn't do the up the ladder, down the ladder, the stress, mm-hmm. all the, that. So, uh, so we came in, and uh, it was just a temporary thing. I was just going to help him in between. Um, I was kind of not, not exactly killing it at college, <laughs> and so I was in between schools at that time. And uh, uh, came back, and I had one of the most, uh, the closest thing that I've ever had to, like, a religious epiphany of when I did that first job and completed it, mm-hmm. I said, this is all I want to do for the rest of my life. Wow. And um, so we, uh, I, I made some incredible, very early hires of getting guys that were about my age, like 20, 19. Uh, and these guys just, they, they helped me grow the company up to what it became. And, uh, and it's fantastic. And a lot of them are equity shareholders in the organization now. And um, uh, very proud of what we were able to build at that, uh, at that company. Um, it was... Uh, it was 20 years, 20 years of, uh, of you know, being up on a ladder and, uh, and meeting with clients and doing every job mm-hmm. and, then, uh, and then understanding that at some point, just like some of the things we're going to talk about here, uh, focusing the efforts on the growth of the organization instead of um, being the, the guy that has to be up on every ladder. Right. And that, that's the hardest part for me because if you ask me what I want to do tomorrow, um, I'd want to be a, uh, a cabling tech again. It was, a, it was my happiest job I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is interesting. I, I grew up on, on, a, on a farm, mm-hmm. and all the things I hated to do when I was younger are the things that I look forward to doing now Absolutely. to recharge my batteries when mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to, to get away for a weekend. It's one of the, it's one of the most interesting things that I, I don't ever recall as I was doing the job thinking um, that I was ever not going to be doing it. And so you, you take it for granted. Right. Um, the, the laborious part of that, that, that organization is, you know, just carrying boxes and boxes, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of, of feet of cable up 17 flights of stairs because the service elevator is out. Those are the things that 
at the time. I don't ever recall myself thinking, I wish I could do this forever. But now when the majority of my time is spent looking at spreadsheets and, uh, and, and not really getting my hands dirty, it's, uh, it is something that I wish I could go back to right. the, uh, the, the late 90s and, uh, and run some cable. Maybe if you guys need any work here, well, maybe yeah. I'll. We'll this, this, your place seems very connected, though. There's, so. there's a few cables. There's a few cables. Uh, well, that's exciting. I can't believe it took us this long to get together, I know. both in person, but also as, as companies. Mm -hmm. um, a, a, a large theme for M3 this year we use the word partner a lot, mm -hmm. but you'll see it in our upcoming partners meeting, our national user group meeting, where we're kind of reintroducing the concept of partnership, both with our customers and our valued partners like SIB. Um, I know you all have been around since 2008, mm -hmm. uh, based in Charleston. Yes. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about SIB as a company, and because I know from our perspective, we've heard your name a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, we have customers that utilize your services already. We are very diligent and focused when it comes to picking out partners. We get emails and phone calls every day saying, we have one of your hotels, can we, can we join forces? But we're pretty picky when it comes to picking partners and we were thrilled when we saw that the, the cultures of our two organizations aligned so well. Yeah. Uh I know you were picky because I was the person making the, the first 27 calls that you said no to uh, was probably me on the other side of that. Uh, we, we, we had uh, for a very long time, you, you guys were an aspirational brand that, uh, that a lot of our, the shared clients that we had in the hospitality space utilized. And uh, we, before we were partners, we were utilizing your, your software to go in and do some of the work that right. we had done. And it was, uh, it was just, in, we, we were very impressed with uh, how, how the, the simple side of making something incredibly complex, mm -hmm. uh, incredibly easy for us to work in. So it makes us do our job a lot better and more efficiently. And so, yes, I do recall calling several times <laughs> and saying, I think we should be partners. And, um, and then, uh, uh, you, so I, I can definitely attest to the fact that you're, you're you guys are very picky and you deserve to be because you, you in, in this industry, the same thing. We have to hitch our wagon to one company. Right. And um, in the hospitality space, we, we didn't even think about it. Uh, you, you were the brand that we wanted to, to tie our name to and put our company and our efforts behind. And uh, so far, it's been in a pretty incredible relationship, even right. in the early stages. Well, we appreciate it and we feel the exact same way. Um, about SIB, we, we oftentimes don't do all the due diligence on our own. Mm -hmm. We listen to our customers, so that was part of our vetting processes here, was to talk to some of our joint customers and um, what was your experience, what were they like, who are they, who are they, what are they all about, and um, we didn't hear anything except praise Great. and people saying that not only did you meet, but you beat expectation in most of the times when you engage with them. So it's the under promise over deliver side of our business and a lot of people in the service industry will say that. I follow the rules of uh, business is not that complicated. You, you, you tend to over complicate things. As long as you take care of the employees, they will take care of the clients. And as long as you deliver on the products and services that you say you're going to, mm -hmm. the clients will stay with you and they'll, they'll, they will be your best sales arm. 
because right. there is nothing better than having one of our large hospitality brands having, you know, there are departures within that organization. And when somebody leaves the financial side of one of the, those companies and goes somewhere else and takes us with them, that, that's the highest compliment you can pay us. So we, we, uh, we, we appreciate very much that, that partnership that we have with the, the clients as well. Good. Well, tell me, what exactly is it? What do you do? What is this exciting world of fixed cost <laughs> yeah. reduction? Everybody strap in, because <laughs> you're about to hear a tale of the, uh, the wonderful and amazing world of fixed cost reduction. Uh, it's an incredibly, um, uh, 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 I, I hate saying boring, but, but what we do is uh, it's, it's a very simple way our elevator pitch cannot be beat. Would you like to save money? without doing any work and it doesn't cost you anything. That is, that's the pitch. And um, if, if I can't sell that product, then I'm not <laughs> a very good salesperson. But talking a little bit about the basics of what we do is, you take specifically in hospitality, because that's probably the audience uh, that's going to be watching this, uh, you have laser focus on certain aspects of your business. You, everybody understands the great resignation. So everybody is focused on labor, mm -hmm. you're focused on real estate, and you're focused on occupancy. So that, that's where the, the people driving the success for the organizations have their focus on. What our job is, is to put our laser focus in the areas that typically people don't care as much about. And what we try to affect change in is your, just your normal service bills that come into to your organization. We affect change in maybe, for hospitality, about 35 different areas of spend, areas on the SG&A that, that maybe don't get looked at as closely as some of the, the others. That's where we live. And we come in and without changing any vendors, uh, we're going to lower the cost on, on your ongoing and uh, make sure that historically you've been charged what you should have been. So it's not a situation, uh, you know, I have to think if, if a vendor finds out, uh-oh, SIB is working with ABC Hospitality or XYZ Hotel Group, um, they must live in fear, <laughs> thinking yeah. that, that SIB is going to call and start beating them up and renegotiating contracts and that is a, threatening change and all those type of things. That's the number one thing that people think about. They think that uh, what we do is come in and the, the very first thing we do is, is uh, uh, show up to your vendor's doorsteps and say there's a new sheriff in town. But we don't. We've been doing this for a very long time and we're probably the largest firm that does this. And so we build a name and a reputation in the industry because we only ever negotiate based off of data. So we, we don't go to a vendor and, uh, and say it's this way or else because we don't have an or else. We're, we're not looking to change operations in any way, shape, or form. Again, it's a focus issue. Mm -hmm. Your people want to save money without switching vendors. The vendors that we work with they understand that we're not coming in to move them, and I'll just pick some, some common names, but we're not trying to get you from Comcast to Verizon or vice versa. If, you're, if the CIO of your organization or the brand standards that you have says, uh, we utilize Comcast in, in these areas, all we're looking to do is make sure that A, you've been charged correctly for the past three years. We find a huge amount of billing errors, because and 
80% of those billing errors are always in the vendor's, um, uh, to the vendor's benefit. So going back and just making sure that these prices that, uh, that you have fought for yourself, that they have been invoiced correctly and uh, surcharged correctly and taxed correctly, that's the first part of what we do is a historical look back, roughly three years to make sure that your previous billing has been correct. When we then come in and uh, make sure that your service levels are optimized. So because we have over, uh, we have a couple thousand different um, uh, individual properties under management and we have 70,000, uh, now I think I'm going to get the high sign from somebody here, we have uh, 78,000 uh, total businesses under wow. management. We know the individual price points and the service levels for any sort of uh, of uh, everything from a QSR to a uh, um, to a senior living facility and to uh, all different uh, types of uh, hospitality, everything from motel brands to select service to full service to huge um, uh, big properties that are that are more resort style. So if you have a, a 153 room select service hotel in Albuquerque, New Mexico, we know what... I think they're a customer. By the way. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> uh, we know what the services should cost because right. we have probably 50 hotels within a, 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 the this, this similar service area um, for a 25 to 30 different different pieces. So linens and laundry, telecom, waste, um, payroll processing, merchant services, all these different uh, aspects of spend that we that we spend our time looking at. That's that's interesting because if you look at our customer mix, um, we have close to 7,000 hotels. Um, and and we're, we're blessed in that we're able to serve the smallest to the largest mm -hmm. management groups. Uh, so we have some extremely large customers in our portfolio, but about 60% of our business are hoteliers, owner-operators that have five or less hotels. Mm -hmm. Many of them have one or two. Yeah. So it sounds like to me, just to a different scale, this is really a service that every single one of our customers could probably realize some type of benefit. Absolutely, and a big thing that sets us apart from other uh, groups that just want to push everybody into a GPO, every single one of those spend categories that we look at we look at it individually for the exact location. So we don't look at, um, let's say you have 100 hotels. We don't try and get a price that averages out to be good for all of those hotels. Uh, as a group, we look at it individually because that's where our data helps us. One of the big aspects of how we are so um, effective in what we do is we have had well over a decade of monthly invoices coming into our location where we are compiling and curating a, um, a, a, a true database of pricing that it, it's not stale, it's not updated once a year, it's updated every single day. We get new data that's coming in that is uh, for, uh, for us to understand what the price points are across the, the marketplace. And with such a concentration that we have in hospitality, makes it very easy for that person that has a single hotel. We are going to go in and sell them what their services should be costing uh, across the board. And we don't give homework. So we don't tell them what it should be. We go and we get the pricing by working with the vendors 
um, and, and providing data to them that a lot of times the, the vendor's hungry for. The vendor wants to know what the competitive right. landscape is. So instead of them getting a Dear John letter from a client saying we're leaving, we go to them and proactively work with them and say, we feel that this, whatever the widget is that, w that we're negotiating, this widget that you're charging at $34 a month uh, per unit should be more like, it should be 27 point, uh, you know, 35 cents. Uh, and we, we show them the data that they will then use the next 10 deals that they're writing. So, um, to so it actually makes them more competitive. It does, and, and that's why uh, the vendors pick up the phone when we call them, and they, they know that we're not going to do um, what we call like emotional um, negotiating. I want it cheaper. Well, it shouldn't be cheaper. Right. <laughs> we, right. we only go in. If we can't negotiate on data, we don't negotiate. Uh, you've talked about data mm -hmm. and 78,000 implementation. I'm glad you got the number <laughs> right because I got the number wrong the first time. <laughs> or customers. I mean, that sounds like a Herculean task. So I'm assuming you have more than five people sitting in a cramped office <laughs> we do. We crunching have, numbers. We have almost 200 people on our, um, on our consultants, our analysts, our back office side. Uh, it, we are very segmented into the different um, areas of spend. So we have teams that, that surround each one of those different savings areas that we have. And they're built by their subject matter experts that sometimes have 20, 30, 40 years experience. Sorry, Finley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, people, uh, people in our organization, uh, they were on the other side. They were on the vendor side for the most part. Uh, it's where I came from. I, I was the person that was, that was answering the phone call from an SIB, and they're providing me with information saying, uh, these properties that, that you're providing telecommunication service to, um, first of all, you're, you're overtaxing them. Um, it's, a, it's a common practice in, uh, in a lot of service things is to overtax because it's simpler to do that than to apply the correct taxes for all these different line items. Uh, but to get that call uh, and to understand like what it was like on our side of the negotiating table, it makes it very easy uh, so that when we're going in and, and doing a pretty big merchant services uh, audit, we have people that worked in the, and that's the credit card processing, mm -hmm. We have people that have worked in that industry for you know, well over a decade, so wow. they understand um, the, the best way of, of coming out with what we want is a fair and equitable price for between our client and the vendor. Okay. It, it sounds expensive. I know when you first started, you said, you know, we do all the work and we don't charge anything, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, our customers are going to want to know, is, is it really free? Does it cost me anything to to have this evaluation, to sign up for the service, you know, uh, what, how do I do, it sounds too good to be true. Specifically with M3, we've made the process incredibly easy. Um, all we need from your clients is to show an interest in saving money on their, their invoices. As long as they grant us uh, access into their, their, the read-only uh, data that we're going to pull the invoices from, there is absolutely no obligation. There is no charge. We will do a complete uh, analytics write-up of their exactly what they're spending in all the different areas that we can affect. And we bring to them what we call a vendor transaction report that shows them this is the approximate savings that we feel we're going to get you. It's important to know we do not know the extent of what we're going to save people until we already save it. 
And then once we go in and if the client says, I'm interested in doing this, again, there is no charge. We do all of the work. We take about 60 to 90 days to, um, to go in and find all of the savings and get them implemented. So that's another big piece is we're not finding savings. We're finding them and we're implementing them. And then more, most importantly is we are managing that on an ongoing basis to make sure that all these savings that we come up with don't erode over time. Uh, and the, uh, the way that we are compensated, it's a fee share. So if we're successful, we share in the savings as your clients save the money. So they're never paying us in any sort of go-forward way. They're never paying us with new money. They're only ever writing us a check from saved money. So just to keep the math simple, if you have a, a waste bill and it was $600, we're going to negotiate that to the best-in-class pricing that may be $300. We will share in the, that $300 savings as long as the savings stay in place. And that's a very important point. A lot of people in our industry want to um, save money for a month and then bill well into the future. Well, we know that a lot of the reason why the prices are not set to, to uh, best in class is because over time, prices can erode away if you're not managing it on an ongoing basis. So what we want to do is we only invoice on actuals. So that bill, every single month for the next three to five years, we're going to make sure that our savings stay in place and we're only going to invoice on the actualized or the realized savings that you had during that period. And um, that is what sets us apart from everyone else. So you actually become part of their team. It's not just, we do the analysis, we identify the savings, here you go Sally, here you go Joe, good luck. <laughs> yeah, very much we're never saying good luck. <laughs> uh, what we will do is, to, to kind of break down our, our process, once we're given access uh, and the client says, this is something that I think is worth my time, we feel like we're going to save you $800,000 a year. Uh, and they agree to it. We then immediately start and we look 36 months in the past for all of the areas of spend that we're going to affect change on. Uh, we're going to find credits. We're going to find overcharges, overtaxation, oversurcharges. Um, and we will get uh, credits and refunds for the clients. So we joke and we say, we show up with a bag of money. And we say, here you go. Then we want to make sure that you're not over-serviced. So a lot of times um, I'll pick telecommunication because that's my background. We will go in and we will find that there's orphaned services. So an orphan service would be the location had migrated away from having a Mitel 3000 PBX and they went to a hosted voice over IP solution. But unfortunately, some of the services associated with the old uh, phone system at that location were not canceled. So we'll make sure that any of those services that are no longer used will get, uh, will get canceled and uh, stop billing. We'll also make sure that if any of the services are, you're oversubscribed to, linens and laundry, um, uh, uh, some, some, sometimes what we see is uh, waste is not, um, is set up uh, uh, using the example again of, of a, a 300 room uh, full service hotel that has a restaurant and 92% occupancy, we know how much waste they're going to uh, produce. So we know that if, if their, their waste is getting picked up three times more than it should, 
we're going to uh, get that service level to where it should be. Um, but again, we're doing all of this in the background, and then uh, we'll negotiate for best-in-class pricing and make sure that on an ongoing basis, as those bills are coming in, that the pricing is being affected and put onto the invoices. Because a big joke we have in our industry is everybody thinks that what we do is find savings. Finding savings is not always the most difficult part. It's getting them implemented and keeping them where they are. Because if we go in and we negotiate a better price for a service, uh, the vendor many times is in a race to get that price back up. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if you, you've ever experienced this, but when you moved into your house and you bought Comcast, you probably <laughs> paid $100 for it. And now we'll embarrass you and say, what do you think you pay for that, that service today? Is it still 100 I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> not. Uh, and what happens is it doesn't double overnight. It doesn't go from 100 to $250 in, in a one billing cycle. It's a very methodical price creep up. And it's a, uh, I'm sure there's people at these large vendors that are always going through and figuring out what's enough money to add to an invoice that will not get the client to call in. And, uh, and they basically figure out what that is. And, uh, and that's when you wake up one day and you say, my Comcast bill is $300. So <laughs> I like, I like yeah. the term price creep because yeah. my, my guess is if, if there were just obscene price increases that hit an invoice, that would hit anybody's alarm. It would so set you're looking for the things that come in under the radar mm -hmm. and then just making sure that they stay yeah. where they're supposed to be. Yeah, and <coughs> expecting people to have um, merchant services, uh, linens and laundry, uh, telecommunication, tax experts on staff, that's pretty unlikely. Right. So that's what we do. For them, we we provide those experts in the industry to make sure that uh, that they know what a good price is for the solutions that they're getting. One of our customers is Donahoe Hospitality mm -hmm. in Bethesda, and Jack Fritchie used to be their CFO. Jack utilized your services, mm -hmm. and I, I spoke to Jack, and you know he said it's probably not something that I couldn't have done on my sure. own if I wanted to take five years. And, and a mass amount of resources to do it. But you started the conversation um, mentioning some of the pain that's going on in our industry right yeah. now. People just can't get people. Mm -hmm. So um, I think this is fantastic because they're worried about cleaning rooms and providing guest services and having a pleasant guest experience. And some of these things in the back office may not get the attention that they used to get. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's a common um, common issue that we deal with, not just in hospitality, but across uh, the full suite of finance teams are being stretched incredibly thin. And when there's fires to be put out that are, are that are more important than uh, finding out if y your vendor charged you a 14% annual price increase as opposed to the one that you negotiated for 3%. That's going to fly under the radar. And so what we want to do is shine a light on those areas and, and make sure that we're the ones that are, that are being, we're, we're standing arm in arm with our clients to make sure that we are um, uh, making sure that we can save them money. Great. Well, thank you and your team for visiting the, the uh, Mass Media Global Communications Center. <laughs> 
here in, uh, in Lawrenceville, Georgia, but I'll kind of end the, the conversation unless you have anything else to add the way we started it, and that's about partnership. Yeah. And we just could not be more excited about welcoming SIB to the, to the M3 family and the, uh, the partner channel that we have set up. And I just learned that you all will be represented at our customer meeting, our partners meeting, yes. at the wonderful, beautiful Don Cesar in Florida uh, later this summer. So Now we, that's we, gotta be tough. Where do you pick where you do that? <laughs> that's gotta be one of the hard, we're talking about hard questions that we have to answer today. Yeah. That's gotta be a tough one. It is hard, <laughs> but fortunately it's the business that we're in. We've got some fantastic customers with some beautiful locations. Uh, the Don is currently managed by Davidson Hotels and Resorts. They're, they've been a longtime customer of ours, so it's, it's an opportunity for us to get, get our partners um, and our customers to enjoy some sun, surf, sand, and education, and being able to, to help one of our customers at the same time. Well, I can't tell you how excited we are to, to A, uh, uh, be represented at that, um, at that uh, convention that you're having, but also uh, using that overused word that we've said a million times today, partner. And uh, we're, we could not be uh, happier in the fact that you've entrusted us to partner with your clients and turn them into our clients. And uh, that, that, again, I've talked about how, how previously how people would give us uh, the highest compliment, which is referring us into, um, uh, to their brethren within the financial, um, uh, the finance arms of these organizations. It's, it's probably one of the, um, uh, the, the fastest ways that we've grown this company from, um, from 2008 having, I think, three employees up to where we are today just uh, just uh, I think two or three under 200. Wow. So um, we're looking very forward to, uh, to, to this continued partnership and um, hopefully we'll be back and we'll talk about some of the great successes that we've had with, uh, with the, the shared clients. Absolutely, well thanks again for coming in. We'll turn it over to some of our other teammates that actually do the hard work and the heavy lifting and climbing up on the ladders. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we'll give our customers a little bit more information on great what they can do if they have interest. I think that's fantastic. Great. Thanks again for the time. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of M3 Minutes. It was great hearing how SIB helps M3 customers lower their fixed costs and how those savings can be allotted elsewhere. If you liked this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Until next time, hoteliers.